Praise God, right? Hey, let's give it up for the kids. Haven't they done a great job today? They really, really have. So almost Merry Christmas to all of you. We'll have our Christmas Eve services in just a few days, but I'm so glad that we're able to get together today. Um, today, um, what I'm going to be talking about is really, as you'll hear, designed for all the children in the room. But if you're old enough, you probably know this, that God's truth is so wonderful, even if it's intended for a child, it penetrates to every one of our lives, every one of our minds and our hearts, to exactly where we're at. So I cannot wait for God to speak to every single one of us today. We're in a series called Make Love Known, and I want to show you uh, the scripture that we're kind of looking at in chapter 4 of 1 John today. It's what we did our memory verse around, and this is what it looks like. It says, this is real love. It's not that we love God. It's that He loved us, and He sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So, I mean, that's the Christmas story right there. Let me read it one more time. This is real love. It's not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So what I'd like to do today is I simply want to tell you a story, just one story. And uh, I found it in a book, and I just loved it. It's actually a true story, and I hope you really like it. So here's the story. Her name was Pandy. She had lost a good deal of her hair. One of her arms was missing. And generally speaking, she had had the stuffing knocked out of her. You see, Pandy was my little sister's favorite doll. She hadn't always looked this bad. She was a Christmas gift, and she was a beautiful little doll. One of those plastic rubber faces with the bright eyes and a sweet smile. But then her body was stuffed with rags so that she would feel soft and squeezable like a real baby. It was something very good. When Pandy was young and a looker, my sister just loved her. She loved her with a love that was almost too strong for Pandy's own good. What I mean by that is, when my sister went to bed, Pandy went to bed with my sister. When my sister was eating lunch, Pandy was having lunch with my sister. And if my sister could get away with it, when my sister took a bath, Pandy was getting in the bath too. My sister simply loved that doll. Now, by the time I knew Pandy, she was not a particularly attractive doll. In fact, to tell you the truth, she was a mess. She was no longer a very valuable doll. I don't think we could have given her away. But for reasons that no one could quite ever figure out, in a way that kids sometimes do, my sister just loved that little rag doll still. She loved her as strongly in the days of Pandy's raggedness as she ever had in the days of Pandy's beauty. Other dolls came and went, but Pandy was family. If you loved my sister, then you had to love Pandy, her rag doll. They're a package deal. One time, we were going on vacation. We lived in Illinois. And we drove all the way north up into Canada on our vacation. We had returned almost all the way home from our vacation in Canada and realized when we got to the border of Illinois that Pandy had not come back with us. She had remained in the hotel in Canada. No other option was thinkable. My father simply turned the car around and we drove from Illinois all the way back to Canada. We were a devoted family. Not a particularly bright family, perhaps, but devoted. <laughs> we rushed into the hotel. We checked with the desk clerk at the lobby. No pandy. We ran up to our room. 
No pandy. We looked everywhere. No pandy. <gasps> what about? We ran downstairs and we found they had a laundry. Pandy was there, wrapped in sheets about to be washed to death. How much did my sister love Pandy? So much that she would travel to a distant country to save her. Well, the years passed by, and eventually my little sister, she wasn't little anymore, and she outgrew Pandy. She traded her in for a boyfriend whose name, oddly enough, was Andy. <laughs> the only problem was he was uglier than Pandy. <laughs> what should we do with broken down old Pandy? Well, the only thing left to do, obviously, after all of these years, is we should throw her away. We should put Pandy in the garbage, but my mom couldn't bear to do it. She held Pandy one last time, and she gently placed her into a shoebox and put tissue around her with great care. Up she went into the attic for 20 years. When I was small, I had toys. I had Star Wars toys. I had my Legos, I had a remote control car, I had a football, but my mom didn't save any of my toys. Why? What's so different about this one toy, Pandy? What's so different about her? I'll tell you. It was my sister's love for Pandy that made her so valuable. You see, my sister loved that doll with the kind of, uh, with the kind of love that made the doll precious to anyone who loved my sister. Somehow, all of those tears and games and hiding and secrets and laughter, somehow it all got mixed up into the rags. If you loved my sister, you loved Pandy. It's a package deal. More years pass by. And can you believe it? My sister, she is all grown up. And actually, she moved far away and she got married. Not to Andy. Phew. Can you believe my sister, now she's a mom, and she has three children of her own, and one of them is a little girl, and her name is Courtney, where she quickly reached the age where she wanted a doll. What should we do? Well, no other option was thinkable. Quick, let's drive back to Illinois. Let's get into the house. Let's get the ladder up, climb up into the attic, and let's find that old box. But now, 20 years has passed by. Pandy, who's barely stitched together, she's more rag than doll. So my sister said, let's take Pandy to the hospital. Yes, a hospital. There are such places, doll hospitals. They're in California. Pandy got reconstructive surgery. Pandy was given liposuction and a facelift or whatever you do for dolls. She got all of the treatment. Until after now 30 years, Pandy became as beautiful once again as she had been on that very first day. I'm not sure if she looked any better to my sister, but now other people could see what my sister had always seen in Pandy the doll. You see, when Pandy was young, my sister loved her. She celebrated her beauty. When Pandy was old and ragged, she still loved her. She did not love Pandy because she was beautiful. No, she loved her with a kind of love that made her beautiful. Right now, in this moment, 
I believe that God wants to give every boy and girl listening to me this amazing truth right now. It's incredibly simple. And it is this, that you are loved by God. I mean, really, really, you. You're thoroughly loved by God. And it matters. And I'll tell you why it really, really matters. This is hugely important. Because when you have a bad day, when you're afraid of the dark, when you're not sure how do I fit in or where do I fit in, when people are horrible to you, when you're sad, when school is hard, when mom and dad fight, when you feel like you have no friends, even when all of those kinds of things happen in our life, that's when you need to know the most, I am loved by God. And knowing this, it's not just something for your head. Knowing that God loves you is not like going to school and learning your multiplication tables. Yuck. Knowing that God loves you is so much more. Do you remember when you were just learning your alphabet or trying to get your handwriting to be a little bit more straight or trying to do fractions? Those are even worse than multiplication tables. Knowing that God loves you is not something just for your head. It is something that you experience. My children don't walk around. They never walked around and then one day suddenly said to me, oh, today I learned that my dad loves me. That's never happened. My children have simply always known and experienced the love of their dad. And they've believed that I love them. So, I double dog dare you. Would you actually trust that you're loved by God? I dare you, with all your heart, to run and jump and cannonball into the deep end of the swimming pool where you sink to the bottom and come up breathing, landing swimming in God's total love for you, soaked from head to toe in God's love, splashing about in God's love for you with a great big smile on your face. Maybe you're like Pandy. Maybe you're a bit ragged. Maybe today you're a little worn out. Whether you're young or whether you're old, Maybe you think you're beautiful. Maybe you don't. Maybe you think life has tucked you away in a little box on a shelf. Or maybe you think, I need to be fixed up. I could do a little surgery myself. I want you to know something. God's love is so immensely huge and powerful that it's bigger than all of that that I've just said. Because God's love is bigger it's bigger than you. It's way bigger than you. It comes from a source outside of you. It's nothing to do with you. It comes from God himself. It's bigger than all of your efforts and your attempts and all of your tricks, all of your tries. His love for you is outside of you because it comes from him. Why does God love you? Ever ask the question? I don't know, why would God actually love somebody like me? Why would God love somebody like you? And this is the crazy part of the story. Why does God love you? Here's why. Because you're his boy. Because you are his girl. That's it. That's why he loves you. You might have a great dad. You might have a tough time with your dad. Maybe you have no dad. But today... He says, I would be 
You're perfect, Dad. I would love to be a dad to you forever. This Christmas story, it's a whole lot like the little story I just told. Do you remember when I said the family drove from Illinois and they went all the way back to Canada to the laundry room to save Pandy? The Christmas story is when God says, I will make such a journey for you. I will go from heaven itself to earth to find you. This messy, disgusting, stinking stable for animals. And God becomes like one of us. And he comes into the world as a baby. And he grows into a man. And he says, I will do everything needed to take you, your raggedy, broken Parts missing all of that. And he says, I see value in you. Maybe value that nobody else sees. But it's because I love you. And so Jesus gives away his life on the cross. He takes all of the consequences of your mess and your raggedy broken pieces. All of your mistakes and all of your sin. So that you could be adopted by the perfect dad. So that you could be loved. So that he could fix you up. And so that you could experience the love of God. I don't know about you, church, but I am so glad. I am so glad for that story. Let me read the scripture one more time. 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. This is real love. It's not that we loved God. It's that He loved us. And He sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Today, I have an invitation for every person listening to my voice. I invite you to believe in Jesus and to trust Him. To say, would you take the worst parts of me? It's not really a fair deal, is it? You get His love and He takes away your regret and your mistakes and your sin. And He says, in this moment, I invite you to be my little boy. To be my little girl. I want to be your loving Father forever and ever. Is there anyone here who would like to say yes to that invitation? If you would, from your heart, would you pray with me right now? God, I believe in you and I trust you. I trust what you have done and what you have said. I want to thank you for the Christmas story. I want to thank you for your great love for me. I cannot believe that you would love me. And God, I am. I'm so sorry for my mistakes and my sins. Would you please forgive me today and clean me up and make me new? Because I want to follow you all the days of my life. I want to ask you today, would you adopt me as your child? And would you be my perfect loving father? Amen. Amen? Praise God. Okay, I'm going to invite the children to come on up here right now. And as they do, uh, we have a gift for you. If there's anybody who has prayed that prayer for the very first time, Uh, and you really just committed your life to Christ, this is a new believer packet. Uh, We have it in the information area for you. There's a Bible in here and a few other things. No cost. We just want to give that one to you. And if there's any children here, and you pray that prayer for the first time, we have a new believer's kit that's kind of specially designed for children as well. Go to the info area, and we'd love to give that one to you as well. We're in a series right now called Love Made Known, and I would encourage you to maybe... Play your part in that. In the seat right in front of you is an invitation to our Christmas Eve services. So Christmas Eve is on the 20, just checking, 24th of December. And we're going to have services at 3 o'clock, 
5 o'clock, 7 o'clock. We're going to have online service at 5 o'clock. And we have more services in Alma, but I'm not going to tell you the times because there's too many times. And here's what I want you to do. It says your invitation. Give it to somebody. Or on the back, you can write them a little bit of note. And you can just put their address there. If you leave it with us, we'll stick it in the post for you, okay? We'll mail it for you. We'll get a stamp on there. Even if you want to return tomorrow and just hand it in to us, we'll put it in the post for you and help other people uh, know about the love of Jesus Christ. All right. Now comes the best part of the service. Enjoy. <laughs>